the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I want to address this um, situation at the border. I mean, the Border Patrol agents, folks, this is, the, the border is a complete disaster. It is completely out of control. Uh, this situation, and I, I don't know if everyone has caught it, but the situation with the amount of the people from Haiti, the Haitians trying to get in, and, you know, Border Patrol, it is, it, 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 when you put law enforcement, and in this case, it's it's Border Patrol, it, into an impossible situation, and then you start criticizing the way they're handling it. I mean, if you've seen some of the video, um, y- y- you have close to 12 to 13,000 Haitian immigrants who are just trying to push their way through into the border. And there's, think of that, think of that number. And they're under a bridge, you know, because it's so hot and to try to get some sense of shade. I mean, the fact that they're there, why are they there? Why are we seeing so many people coming in is because of the Biden administration. And they've done nothing to try to stem this. The Biden administration now is saying they're going to take uh i think 125,000 more people per year but but already there's so many people coming in folks this is i think this is one of the biggest problems since president trump is not in office president trump like him or not but his presidency was a deterrent to those seeking to come into the country illegally and with him out people just feel like it is an it's like a gold rush it is like an immigration rush of the people trying to come in so right now and maybe you didn't catch it but if you've seen some of the footage i'm going to play some of the sound on this um they're coming over a river so border patrol and by the way i will be interviewing many of these border patrol agents next week juan goes to washington jd and dc we will be broadcasting from our nation's capital and the focal point is on the border of all things and it's um in the amount of right now since president trump has left office folks i don't know what it's going to be like Whew. in the next can you imagine this is four years of this where there's just a flood of people coming over the border and they are trying to deport some of the people back to haiti but um but it, it is the the biden and, and to put the vice president kamala harris in charge of something like this of which she, she's only been once and she didn't really go to where the the border problem is they they have completely dropped the ball. It is it is uh, pathetic the human conditions that they're putting these people through. But I want to play um it finally some images. So apparently the border patrol they're on horseback, and when you're on a horse, you know you have the reins and so forth. But people that don't see it, it looks like they are whipping the Haitian immigrants and trying to get them to go back over the river. So when you see some of the footage. Uh, you know, some people are saying that this this reminds them of when slaves would be on the run and then you'd have, you know, uh, posses or different people out trying to capture them. But again, the Border Patrol people, what what are they supposed to do? They're 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 coming over a river. So the way they handle it is they're on horseback and they're not whipping them. <clears throat> they they are telling them to, to go back to Mexico, to not cross the river into the United States. So finally, yesterday, this was the White House press briefing. Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, is asked, photographs, border agents using what it says, whips on Haitian migrants. And now they're saying, does this seem like an appropriate tactic? Well, they're actually not. They're actually just used for horses. But I want to play this and we'll hear her re- react to it. And reports of uh, border agents 
migrants on horseback using what appear to be whips um, on Haitian migrants. Does the administration view that as an appropriate tactic? Can you speak to that? There are people who are upset about it. Yeah, understandably so. Um, I, I've seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, and certainly, I don't have additional context, April. I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was. Ex- you know that that's that's uh, uh, of course, folks. That's that's not really what was happening. It's, and again, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to come off like a cowboy or a horse person, but that's not exactly what it was. But let me play. This is my point: is the border patrol? They're supposed to do their job, and they are. You know, regardless of who's in charge, they they're trying to do their job. Uh, but let me play it. This is a package that Good Morning America did that just gives you an idea just, just how how desperate uh, the situation is um, at the border. And I would say just the situation the Border Patrol is in. Lawmakers in D.C. prompting the Department of Homeland Security to respond overnight. This morning, the chaos at the Texas border. Video emerging of Border Patrol agents on horseback attempting to push back migrants as they cross the Rio Grande into the U.S. An agent grabbing a man by the back of his shirt. This video showing the fear and panic as Border Patrol works to control this section of the border. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate. The Border Patrol chief defending the use of horses. We do not know who are the smugglers or who are the migrants. So it's important that those Border Patrol agents maintain a level of security. But overnight, Homeland Security called the video extremely troubling, saying the full investigation, which will be conducted swiftly, will define the appropriate disciplinary actions. We spoke with the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, about those chaotic images. We don't know the situation that 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 came out that that caused that that contrast to happen but i can tell you what i've seen is it's been a humanitarian effort of of proportions that i've never seen in my life at least 10,000 men women and children are still under the del rio international bridge many fleeing haiti a country that has been devastated by a massive earthquake and political upheaval that has shocked the caribbean nation if you come to the united states illegally you will be returned Your journey will not succeed, and you will be endangering your life and your family's lives. The DHS secretary visiting Del Rio defending the deportations under the Trump-era Title 42. It allows for the quick expulsion of migrants due to COVID concerns. But the Biden administration says unaccompanied minors and many families are exempt from Title 42 and will remain in the U.S. for now. Texas Governor Greg Abbott will be on the ground here today. He's asked for a disaster declaration from President Biden. I mean, again, th- this is um, it is so unfair, the working conditions of which the Border Patrol have to work under. Folks, th- this is an absolute disaster. Hey, this was set up by the Biden administration. This is when you set up and, and of course there should be covid concerns you know what um also comes into play speaking of that is when you think about the covid outbreak and how it seemingly has always been worse since this started in providence and central falls you know they don't like to discuss the fact that a big problem with this are people that come into the country illegally that are living let's just talk about rhode island living in parts of our state illegally whether it is Woonsocket whether it is Central Falls whether it's Providence Pawtucket those are the seem to be the four big areas specifically Central Falls and Providence and 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 no one talks about the downside the downside of it's it's all rosy with uh with certain people in regards to illegals right they never see a, a a downside to it and anyone that does they they try to you know push back against it but you know, this is one of the problems since Governor Kachiri left office in 2010. This has been 11 years of people in office that continue to say, just come in here. You know, it started with Chafee. It got worse under Raimondo. And then with Providence Mayor Jorge Eloza, the last, you know, he's been mayor now since January of 15 him in office it has just gotten progressively worse but they they never want to touch on the fact that these people come here and they they don't have proper vaccinations they're certainly not you know they, they're bringing covid and when you think of these are thousands of people coming over coming in being allowed in you know at one point in the um white house press 
briefing. They even said, well, when illegals come in, they're going to be given a certain amount of time to get vaccinated or otherwise they can't stay. Meanwhile, you know, in our own state, frontline healthcare workers are set to, you know, basically lose their job October 1st if they're not vaccinated. This is another example. And we've seen it time again, time and time again, where people that are in the country illegally seemingly are enjoying certain privileges that the rest of us do not. It's wrong, shouldn't exist that way, absolutely should not be that way, but it's allowed to uh, go on. All right, we have a lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years contact karen etchels at innovast digital marketing karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive call karen etchels at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com folks you're listing to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 p.m. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Joining right now is one of my siblings. She is an independent writer, columnist, also opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off with uh, the situation at the border. Is um, it, it is like something you'd see in a third world country. The, the Biden people uh you know they they have shied away from trying to address it first as the catastrophe and disaster that it is the president still has not visited uh the vice president kind of went near there but you know it's one of those things that as much as they can try to ignore it mm-hmm. the the border is just this nagging problem for the Biden administration it sure is and and great to be with you john um you know the central truth that they have tried these many months to not admit is that their policies, their rhetoric, and a lot of statements that came directly from Biden himself, John, is a big piece of what has led to this, just this emerging real crisis um, that we're seeing now. And actually, this has, you know, started um, a while ago. And, And there is no doubt that there is a distinct impression By now we see immigrants from many countries, not just those Central American countries and now Haiti, et cetera, that now is their moment, you know, so to speak. Now is the moment. Get on a boat, you know, go through uh, land, jungle, whatever you have to do. Now is your moment and you can freely get into the U.S. And they can say what they want. Open borders are believed by many of these people from these troubled countries. That's the right. U.S. right now has open, has an open border. John, they do not want to admit it. Their own statements, um, you know, they went very hard and tried to reverse. And we all remember January was very quick month, February. He reversed a lot of key Trump policies that were in place for a lot of good reasons. And, and they reversed it and it became the green light. So now is now. And they have always bristled 
when uh, some reporters call it a crisis. It absolutely is when we see what is going on in Del Rio, Texas, and, you know, 12,000, maybe 15,000 people amassing, like creating this refugee tent, you know, chaos, filth under a bridge. Right. Um, Think of how many. That'd be like, you know, you empty the Dunkin' Donuts Center, put all those people just under a bridge. Right. It is just unimaginable. But it also, I think, strikes me, you know, where they were false is you can't just shut the spigot off. As soon as President Trump got out, word got out, like, now's your time to get in. And it's so unfair to these American communities that are overwhelmed. And never mind, you know, none of them are vaccinated. So just the COVID taking off. Right. Well, and that's a great point because, of course, you know, their favorite political strategy and a lot of the national media, of course, wants to pick up on that is they love, you know, kicking around against Texas constantly and Texas and how they've handled COVID. But they're they're just loading Texas with people and then they go off into all kinds of situations. They're on buses. Um, But I think this Haitian thing, John, is is emerging into a true huge problem for it him. is um and also by the way it's it's not only are these scenes horrible but he it, if this is possible they go from august and the mess of afghanistan they've almost now got like a messy crazy airlift thing again john because they're like flying people are trying to to just send them back to Haiti. Right. And what, what that is doing from here for him politically is this to me, um, you know, we've watched these many months. I've never seen there was the moment when the progressives were going to just drop the gauntlet and say, we're going to war with Biden's White House. Yep. Well, I, I think you are seeing signs of that. Um, the progressives, whether it's Omar, um, oh, AOC, not exactly on this one, but I mean, they're really upset by this imagery and saying, you know, well, now when it's the Haitians, you specifically want them flown out of the country. Um, But the way they're coming in, um, again, you know, you you have people that have who knows how long they there was some reporting. You can't just get from Haiti. It's not the same as you're suddenly in Mexico. So they're obviously flown over. Maybe they took refuge there for a year. Um, but there's no question that that they believe Biden's approach is, quote, like I can get in. And, John, I don't see any evidence. Anything they say from that podium is going to turn that message back. It is not. Folks, again, we're speaking with Donna Perry and DJ. Let's stay with the Biden administration. I sure. Mean, the wheels to me really came off with Afghanistan. Uh, his. The, the COVID handling now of the booster shots yeah. seem to be, you know, moved up. I think the danger zone they're in right now is, you know, they needed everything going very smoothly to be able to kind of pull this off with, come on, he's almost like a part-time president in some ways yep. with the schedule he keeps. Now you're really seeing the problem when you have, you know, who's really making the, the decisions here. It's It's very clear that when they send him out and he's reading the teleprompter, it's it's as if, he doesn't he's not fully plugged in on what exactly is going on, because many times, especially his words on Afghanistan, just didn't yep. make sense. So, you know, the Sunday shows the, the honeymoon is over uh, that you're going to start to see the press between his polling numbers starting to plunge. Yep. Uh, COVID unending the, the mixed messages that are going out there. I, I just don't think they are built for the type of storm that they're in. No, that that's well, well said, John. I was going to say, and I think what, what the poll numbers are tanking, and by the way, rather quickly. I mean, I think they, they dropped 10 points in a fair yes. amount of time in late summer. That seems kind of unheard of. And the thing I think that is now sticking to them, that is a huge problem, for a White House is is kind of like Biden's White House is is almost having they're having trouble looking competent over big problems, yep. large, you know, policy issues and not just policy. Like you say, they, they're just having trouble looking competent. And the thing is, and we said this months ago, it does all go back to who's at the top yep. and he does not project competence not only confidence, but like a almost like a stability of the situation. 
And when they put them in front of the mic, you know, yeah. there's a lot of inside reporting, John, that the staff is kind of cringing and worrying like behind the curtain. And, you know, they, you know, we see these inside stories and then they're sort of like, get him off. He's not supposed to take questions. I mean, like you say, how long do you pull off that kind of an act? Um, yeah. And, and, and it is. Yeah. And it is. And, um, and, and the problem listen, is when he gets out there, you know, then you go into the, and it's terrible, but the whispering that he does, that he thinks it's like a dramatic, you know, guess what, yeah. you got to pay him. But like, that is not yes. effective. Right. He starts speaking, he like wanders off, like he forgot his keys in the car. Yeah. It is just, I, I, I just think they are not, you know, you've worked in government, you know yep. how, you know, you have to be able to build, the, not only to handle the day, but day to day, but this you know, this is so turbulent and things are happening and you go to bed and suddenly there's a flood in Tennessee. And then, you know, there's other problems that happen around the world. And and, and I think uh, just they're really having a tough time finding their footing. And I'm, I'm not convinced they're going to they're going to be able to find their footing the way things no, are going. No. And you just made a really important point, John, that that's the thing in the presidency. It, it's that it, it can something dramatic can happen while you're sleeping overnight yeah. and he's the opposite of good on his feet. Yeah. You know, and, and again, they can say all that they've ever said about Trump, but there was not one moment that he, they could not put him out there totally unscripted. And he, yes. he could carry on for 45 minutes. People yes. forget that. Walking now, the rope line before he's going yeah. to, you know, Marine one. Yeah. And then just calling on, go ahead like that. I mean, off the cuff and taking and, and, questions. You would no way near, near see that type of, no, uh, you know, um, the way that the press has, has access to, to this president. And when when there is a president and, and, and like what you just said, John, the thing is, you can have all the communication staff in the world. You can't possibly even keep up with all that he may need to comment on. Right. And so the, their choice is going to start to get very uncomfortable. Yeah. Either he becomes hidden, which people felt that was the strategy of the campaign. So either he's hidden and there's very, very, very little chance. Well, you can't do that now. It's not a campaign. He's the guy. He's the White House. And, you know, they can't keep up with it. Um, I, I, you know, these scenes from the bridge, the, the border, John. And then there's another thing will happen in 48 hours, yeah, you know. Right. And, and also the progressives are starting to lob bombs. And then, yep. you know, he, he tries to dance with it. He doesn't do it well. Um, let's face it in what seems to be someone who is a very older 78 he's he's looking exhausted in the job already he let's does. face it yes. um and so that does not help when you are not thinking on your feet you confused by these legions of staff of course they have all the staff you want in the world but then i think he can be left with to his own devices and you're right he has this strategy of just sort of throwing these things out and saying, Hey, come on. And we're better than that. And well, all these lines, I don't, I don't know how that really, you know, it doesn't say anything to the public. They're seeing the problems and they are seeing the lack of competency in the white house. You yeah. know, it's almost before we take a break it, it to me, it, it's almost as if they need to call in some either theater people or people in Hollywood of how do you deal with an older actor where you're trying <laughs> right. to get them to remember their lines because I, I mean, at this point, and this is not mean, but I, I don't think he's in, I, I don't think he's the, the decider. I think they're meeting with him and trying to make it easy for him to remember exactly what he's supposed to say. You know, right. almost like the older grandfather before the wedding, just reminding who it is that's going to be there. You know, so and so is going to be there. So and so is going to be there. Or like I said, an old actor who trying to get him to get through the filming to remember his lines. It's um, th th this, this is a tough one and you can tell, and you're exactly right when they're and Donna Perry, before we go to the break, actually, you know, you've worked with different candidates, different types of campaigns. What yeah. is it like when, you know, there's only so much you can work with the candidate, but if they're just trying to like grasp and remember things and talking points, it's it's just a matter of time before no one can remember everything and then you no. just it stumbles, you know, kind of like 
it's very Sarah worrisome. Palin. It is, <laughs> but they were trying to prepare Sarah yeah. Palin to be, you know, the VP for the debate and so forth. Well, that that's it. I mean, look at what just happened, John. I mean, the, so they have this highly unusual, high stakes standoff now with yeah. France. Right. And, and you saw that quick clip. He yeah. could not recall. He's on the Zoom, the prime yeah. minister of Australia, I believe, when he said, oh, and you, the guy <laughs> from down under. John, it's like it's like an SNL skit. It is. You know, and, and I thought that was very embarrassing, very notable. And then it comes right before on the heels of that. Where they've never seen this in modern times. The French you know, they recall their ambassador to get out of Washington. They're so mad with this. You know, they're they're making some really big mistakes um, yes. and also some embarrassing things. So but you're right, like and, and him just not recalling names of these world figures uh, right in front of him. And a, I, I, I don't get it, John, you know, behind the scenes, there has to be. You know, teleprompter name is right there, and yeah. look like he he does that turning, like he doesn't he know does. where he's yep. supposed to look. And the whole thing, they told me I'm not supposed to talk about this. They told me I'm supposed to ask for. I mean, he's That's not right. supposed to be saying that. That's they right. mean just call on so and so first. <laughs> right. Well, they told me I'm supposed to call on her first. Again, it kind of in the in the book Game Change, they said Sarah Palin. They could she had this mental block. She was always calling him Joe Biden. So that's why at the first debate, well, their only debate, they just had her go out and say, can I call you Joe? And that's the first thing she says to him when they're shaking hands. That's because she just kept calling him Joe O'Biden instead of Obama. Folks, quick break. A lot more. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-336. 2110 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, F-H-W-A inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com Calvino call for a free consultation today 401-785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident motorcycle accident slip and fall workplace injury fight back Call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online, fightbackcalljack.com. We're speaking with writer, columnist, and also opinion maker, uh, Donna Perry. DJ, what are we to make of uh, Gavin Newsom holding on and California. I mean, as much as, you know, the big win and he didn't get recalled, 
let's step back. This is California, the bluest of states. Right. And maybe they did once again pull out the old like Trump playbook of the Trumpism, isn't it? But yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know how well that's going to play outside of, you know, California, New York or something like that. Well, that's a great point, because I I think, um, number one, bluest of blue states. um, And I think that they are able to pull their voters out when they needed to. And I I would give a lot of um, respect, Larry Elder. I think the fact that Let's face it, though, you know, he it's not like this was a Republican son of Reagan or a Schwarzenegger. I mean, no. he is a radio guy. Yeah. He's um, he's Selfie. visible. But yeah. the fact that he I'm sorry, he did give the guy a run, He did, the, you know, and the and the fact that there were is not like there was nobody saying we do want Newsom out. Right. So, I, it, you know, I think it's, of course, they're going to um, Monday morning quarterback it and say, oh, gee, that was nothing. I think the Democrats and, and a, running a state like that, now the pressure, though, John, now Newsom is still standing there with an a encroaching homeless problem in their major cities. Yeah. Um, you have out-of-control house prices. You have inflation. You have violence, um, you know, you just have, and they've definitely had a very up and down approach to COVID and it's, um, you know, some people have felt it's been a too heavy handed. So the point is, I think um, Elder did a service to put that guy on notice. And I would just say, I hardly think he's now, like we say, like he now, okay, well, that was that Tuesday of the vote. Now here you are. And where are the answers to the problems? That's right. You know, California did not lose a congressional seat for no reason. People That's are right. leaving. Leaving. California. Yeah. Yes. And a uh, big uh, conservative Ben Shapiro. He was big. California. He moved to Florida. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. are, you know, voting with their feet, so to speak. Um, and, and not only that, Donna Perry, before we talk about the Boston mayoral you know what's interesting about progressives is they 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 have no respect for quality of life. You know there was the famous right. thing downtown where the private police were called in, and you know they, 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 this place was playing loud music outside without a license. And the the big progressive catcrow was like, "So what? You live in a city. You're supposed to put up with it." And, and no. they they're always you know there's people complain because suddenly there's a homeless encampment next to the neighborhood and oh so what you know so there's some people sleeping there or so what there's a loud radio or so they they just have no respect for the the homeowner that maybe they want to live in a nice neighborhood and they want to have peace and quiet when they get home and they don't want problems and i just noticed that you know Mm -hmm. how do you govern what does it say to the businesses and the general citizens when you think about it that have to put up with all these failed progressive ideas that they have, like these big homeless encampments? Well, that that's the thing. I mean, you when you see a, a great notable um, deterioration of quality of life, yes. you, people do leave. They I mean, that, that is almost larger, John, than people getting upset about, oh, my property taxes have raised right. year after year. Yes. Um, it's it it's larger in a way, I would say, act, you know, street crime and the encroaching quality of life deterioration, whether it is, um, you know, and when you see like the ATV, the, the kids on the bikes oh. through Providence, John, yes. that that's enough to make people leave neighborhoods it is. because yes. it's why. It's menacing. There's nothing wrong with saying people who have mental health problems, you are not helping them to allow them to live out in the elements. Yeah. um, Have other people pass substance abuse, you know, around in front of them. You're not helping them. And so, and stop telling people who are law abiding small business owners who pay the taxes for the roads that someone thinks that, Oh, they can live under a bridge. You're not helping them. You're right. That's a, that's a progressive, uh, just such a misguided notion. It is, you know, as if you're being mean and greedy, what's cause you won't let someone John lie in the gutter. Oh, like really like was so, um, I, I don't think it's a winning thing. And I think where you see a leader unable to get control of that, whether it's Providence, 
uh, L.A., San Francisco. I'm sorry. I think it catches up to that political leader. And Donna Perry, what about the um, the much anticipated and it's underway, but the, the mayoral in Boston? Right. So and speaking of that, as you know, um, Boston system is they do like the preliminary yes. race. They win it out down to the two and then the final will be in November. So it was kind of funny. Um, Michelle Wu, who would seek to be the first Asian, you know, mayor of Boston, that would obviously be um, a historic uh, win. Now, she posted the uh, numbers that were way kind of way ahead. I wouldn't say way ahead, but she was the one who, you know, had higher numbers um, out in front. So she's one of the finalists. And the other one who was seemed to come on late, but she's well known. She's been on the uh, city council also. Um, her name is Asabi, uh, Asana, Asabi George. I've said it, the name wrong before, but um, she had been a, a Boston teacher, uh, yes. but very active on the council. I will tell you that race is tightening. Oh. I think Asabi George it, the, could topple Michelle Wu. And, wow. and for a couple of key constituency reasons, um, she is looked at as the moderate. I believe she has the backing of the Boston Police Department and all the tentacles that go with that. That's not a small thing. No. Um, She has a uh, there's a television ad endorsement from the former commissioner, Bill Gross, um, and he came out early for her. Mm. Michelle Wu is considered very far left progressive, and she Mm. has made a lot of um, controversial Remarks and and really has kind of more of the far left progressive stance about the police. She talked about not not defunding in the direct way, but more about you know well money should be diverted to you know the social service people responding to certain calls. Um, I don't know that that's a winning message in Boston. And the other thing is the business community. I think has moved behind George because again mm. I think Michelle Wu um, who is really a dynamo, very well-spoken Harvard graduate. She, uh, they, she was from Taiwan and she was first generation, you know, very bright, very aggressive, um, progressive and aggressive, but, um, she, I think they're going to go neck and neck. And like I say, I do think the business community coming off of the pandemic is, is looking for more of a champion. They are not looking you know, for someone who is going to say, you know, blame them for a lot of things. And one quick thing, if I may, John, that that Boston has as many cities do, and this is often poorly reported and not characterized correctly by a lot of the media. Um, You know, when you go into Boston and you see where the shootings are repeatedly, whether it's Dorchester, uh, Mattapan, et cetera, those residents, John, who are vulnerable low-income residents, those people want a strong police presence. Yes. See, yes. Th- this is, and, and except someone like you who always reports this correctly, yes. it's always mischaracterized. Yep. Um, they are often in the minority community. They want a police, pre- they are frightened by the constant That's right. youth shootings, the yep. incidents, the drug trade still continues um, and shootings at night, John. And when a 15 year old, you know, has a gun on the corner, they want the Boston police out there. So I would just say that I think it's that that's going to be a very competitive race. Um, and I do think George having what seems to be the backing of BPD and, uh, and also the business community, I think she's, you know, coming on strong. I do think Michelle Wu is having been 10 years in the council knows where her voters are. So I would absolutely think she's a very strong candidate. One last note on that. I was surprised when you see Kim Janney, who had the benefit of being an acting mayor, you know, John, and you get to be at the podium for seven months. I mean, her campaign like really fell apart. Um, And I found that, you know, surprising. Um, But she just, she didn't make it with the numbers. So it's those two. And I do think, um, I think the Globe was kind of scolding the voters of, mm-hmm. you know, that they had an opportunity to make history and African American woman, yes. yes. But then you have, listen, some of the moderates, and then even they're trying to intimate uh, the person that came in second to woo, but you know, almost has like Republican, God forbid, backing. But 
you know, not everyone is on board with a lot of these progressive causes. Right. And people understand, you know, business communities drive it. I've noticed there's some common themes amongst, I'm going to say like an AOC and then in Providence, they have the Kat Kerwin. They tend to be, you know, kind of like immature, not homeowners. I, this is not a yeah. great analogy, but kind of living like the, the Seinfeld lifestyle of no one has, they're not, no one's married, no one has any children. So yeah, right. any problems that normal families have, such as security or my God, you know, there was a shooting, it could have hit my child, or maybe yep. my kids don't want to walk by homeless people. And they, they're, they're just like oblivious to the fact that maybe not everyone wants to hand a dollar to a homeless person, or maybe someone that has young teen daughters doesn't want drug addicts and homeless people and convicts around the neighborhood. Um, yep. There's just a theme, and I'm, I'm, that's why also like Meryl Lorza really just bombing out when he finally did polling and the numbers were not lying he saw himself in like single digit territory and then he he pulled the plug on running for governor and as i've said i think it's a good thing because if someone like that who yep. is in favor of abolish the police and and uh you know always playing down criminal activity if they were like riding high in the polls we would really have something to worry about well john th that's all exactly right and and the thing about the homeless and and you and i i think have talked about this before that you know there's a lot of different categories of that and and there are people and kennedy plaza in providence has had this problem and alors never understood this you know, it's menacing to people. Yes. And, and, and where is the line between panhandlers are menacing to people? Yes. And they get more aggressive if yeah. it is not reined in. And then people don't, it, it's like A to B to C. Then people don't want to be in that center of the city where unfortunately you want commerce. You want people walking around spending money, spend, you know, having lunch in a cafe. Um, you know, people who don't know how to get control of that, you know, you're on your way to becoming like Portland, you know? So, I mean, you don't want these cities to turn into that. And I would say, uh, as you say, you have some Providence uh, elected officials and they, you know, a, a city like Providence, it's a shame, but you, you can't allow this stuff because it does just mushroom. You know, it, you can have a couple of people, John, and then it turns into, oh, you know, there's a crowd of people, they have tents and they're living under a bridge. That's not, yeah. that's not, you know, cute. It's not trendy. It's terrible. No. And it's yes. not good for those people. No. And it's definitely going to have other people not want to be in your city. Yeah. And and just one final note on that. Sure. But, and, and I've talked about this, but, you know, Citizens Bank, when they decided they're going to, when they were just a couple of years ago, they're going to, you know, one big campus they basically said we're not doing it in Providence. See, uh, they had a, yeah. you know, uncomfortable yeah. feel. They went to Johnston, and then look at Amazon, the mayor of Johnston policy. Now I give him credit; he got citizens, yep. and now Amazon, a three hundred million dollar facility, fifteen hundred jobs. Think of the traffic of people going to lunch and dinner and running errands and before work and after work. And again, that's like three thousand jobs at least that could be going into the city of providence but they don't want any part of that type and of look stuff. at that see he he's very smart he, is. he knew how yes. to attract them john yes. they right off 295 that's right you yes. know they don't have to go weird neighborhoods to get nope. the you know the hook up the um you know to get on the highway nope, exchange and like and so amazon going i mean that's a boon to johnston and it unfortunately you, you're going to see more of that that's right it would seem so Donna Perry, folks, again, you can uh, from time to time hear her, read her. DJ, great to talk to you. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. It's great to be with you. Thanks. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. 
MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the the main point. It's one of those topics that's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening, people looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has. Um, <clears throat> and there's really, it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river. And when you're at the, at the, thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give them some tools about how to ask a question and how to help them persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, um, oh gosh, five to 10 years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also, uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive, trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And, Rob, I think people, here's the thing. People, it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men, middle-aged men, that are finding a crisis in the life for different reasons. But they can go online now. And, Dr. Rob, it's mantherapy.org. And I love the fact that it's 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 a 20-point head inspection if you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now whether you have it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather brother uh, brother-in-law anyone mantherapy.org yeah. Yeah. Man, man therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in Oakley and rhode island and in our county are middle-aged men uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, and that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that Man Therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website, and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans, and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, But it's, and as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men. And we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in Washington County. And the prescription pad says uh, science tells us you can't, uh, fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it. So I want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection. And when they do that, what it does is it helps them to figure out, am I just stressed a little or am I really uh, seriously depressed or, or anxious that, and I need to get uh, get some help? Um, so it's a, it's a great tool, and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We uh, target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates, uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. 
things that men would connect with. Folks, again, I was speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty, uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits that they're seemingly, I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type, you know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper. But they, 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 they it, it's an, an element of people feeling that there's no solution, but there's, there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it. Absolutely, and, and we know that in our county uh, and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of known health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and just referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen. And so man therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their for all your tree needs call the tree trimming experts in lincoln it's yankee tree service call them today for a free quote 401-439-6028 yankee tree service 401-439-6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have a links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com.